Welcome to the Sex Within Marriage podcast. My name is JD and I blog over at uncoveringintimacy.com. And welcome to another installment of our answering the questions that we get from our blog readers and podcast listeners, which are submitted on our anonymous have a question page. As usual, thanks to our, all our supporters who discuss the questions as they come in and add additional perspectives so that we can answer them more effectively. Before we get into them, though, uh, if you're not already following us on Instagram, you might want to head over there and do so. You can find us uh, at Uncovering Intimacy. We have 988 followers right now, and once I hit 1,000, we're probably going to do some kind of something to celebrate. Probably a giveaway, not quite sure what yet. But if you're interested in joining it and uh, being part of that giveaway, then I suggest you join. And link to our Instagram account as well as our Facebook and Twitter are in the show notes. Let's jump right in. Question one starts with, hello, background info. My husband and I have been married for two and a half years. My husband is very sexually adventurous. Originally found the site because one night he mentioned pegging, so I wanted to learn more about it, lol. But in agreement, we still want to honor God in our sexual relationships. We have done this exploration list and come up with things that we both would like to try. We enjoyed the Spice Star game a lot and have a hotel date on the calendar so that we can play again. My husband enjoys pushing what I think are my limits, and that turns him on a lot. This is all consensual, of course. On this exploration list, he mostly is in the I want this and I'm on the I might be willing to try column. Luckily, him pushing the limits almost always excites me, and the things that we have tried really turned me on, although a few are off the list now, which he's totally fine with. The question is, recently he brought up that he would like to do something semi-public, not with other people or anything like that, but he wants to be able to sexually tease me or have sex with the risk of being caught. He's obviously the more sexually dominant one, so I thought it would be a good surprise if I was the one to bring bring an idea. I tried to find something already posted, but I had no luck. Beyond the obvious legal limit, not trying to get arrested, and the obvious Christian limit, not involving other people, is there any safe way to do something semi-public? All right, so first off, I'm glad you enjoyed the Spice Star Jar and our exploration list. That's awesome. Now, we had a similar question to this last month about semi-public sex, and I'll link to, the sh- to it in the show notes because you might want to go back and listen to that podcast or read the post as a but it basically boils down to this. I think it depends on what your goal is. If you're using it because it's risky, that implies that there is an intentional chance of being caught which is involving other people. And like you said, that would be wrong. If what turns you on about it is that it's taboo that being outdoors naked and having sex but without any real risk, then I think that's okay. Like I said, that's a short synopsis. If you want to have a longer discussion about it, check out the other post. Question two is, my husband wants me to pee out my squirt. He wants to taste it. It really turns him on to watch me masturbate my G-spot and gush on the floor in front of him. But if it is urine, this would not be a turn on for me. I mean, I would want him to taste my squirt. That would be sexy. What do you think? Is this just urine? I wish I could squirt it out during intercourse, but I can't. All right. My guess is your husband is watching a lot of very specific porn. Uh, I posted this question in our supporter form and no one touched it. No comments, no reactions, nothing. It just sat there. That never happens. But 
Questions about squirting have come up before. Uh, we did a survey about squirting slash gushing slash female ejaculation back in 2014. Uh, I'll link to that in the show notes. We've answered an anonymous question about squirting before and also found a clean post a while back for someone who wanted to learn how to squirt. And I'd start there because there's a whole bunch of discussion about this um, that I'm not sure I want to go all over again because it's a rather large topic. But there are some links. Uh, check on those, and I hope they help. Question three is, I have a bit of a situation, and I'm interested in getting your take on things. My wife and I are married and have been for about eight years. We're both in our mid-30s, and I really think we should be having more sex than we do. I know, I know, everyone writes to you about this. But we literally go months at a time without having sex. I'll try to initiate from time to time, and the vast majority of the time, I get rejected. I'm tired of being rejected. So I'm initiating less and less. I want to address this with my wife, and I've tried before, and I've basically been told that she just has a low drive, and that's how it's going to be. I am torn in how I should go about this because I don't want pity sex. I don't my wife don't want my wife just to have sex with me out of obligation. When it's like that, it feels more like a transaction rather than any sort of intimacy. I want her to be with me like I want her. So basically, how do I speak to her about this without making her feel like the bad guy? And how can we move forward with having more frequent sex because we both want it not out of obligation? So, good question. Unfortunately, yes, this is something that's fairly common and it can be difficult to deal with, especially if it's been going on for a while. Because after a while, it just sort of becomes the way things are, and then it's much harder to deal with the dynamic and change it. And the answer to what to do about it depends on a couple of things. The first one is, why is this happening? There's a fairly good chance that the reason is that her sex drive has moved from spontaneous to responsive. And if this is the case, then earlier on in the relationship, she probably had more of a spontaneous sex drive. So there was a desire to have sex prior to actually having sex. But as life gets more complicated and responsibilities add up and, frankly, she gets older, women tend to move to a more responsive sex drive. This means that she's unlikely to want sex unless she's already aroused, which creates a bit of a chicken-or-the-egg paradox. Particularly if she believes that she shouldn't have sex unless she wants sex. Secondly, does she actually care about the relationship or not? More than likely she does, most do, but I do come across who, some who frankly don't, unfortunately. They might say that they do, but if they're not actually interested in how you feel or in making changes, then I'm going to argue that they're not really interested in the relationship anymore. They're just being selfish at that point. Now, don't mistake the difference between I don't know what to do about this and talking about it makes me feel like a failure, so I'd rather just avoid it on the one side and... I don't care what you think or how you feel about it because I've already made up my mind. Uh, Those are two very different things, even though they can kind of look the same sometimes. So if your wife is actually interested in improving the marriage, then I'd say a good place to start is a short ebook I put together about sex drives. I'd see if she's willing to read it with you and discuss it. In it, we discuss um, desire versus willingness, responsive desire, spontaneous desire, and the dual control model. And if you don't know what anything any of those things are, um, you'll probably both learn a lot. I'd start there because that's a pretty good place to start a discussion. And I've seen a lot of marriages use that as their jumping off point to get to a better place. Now, if she's not interested in even talking about it, well, then you have a bigger problem, which is her attitude. 
And sex really isn't the issue, it's only a symptom. And I'm working on a webinar about attitude and marriage, so stay tuned for that. But frankly, if she's not willing to work on the marriage, she's probably not going to show up for a webinar about marriage. So then I think it might be time to call in a marriage counselor. All right, question number four is, I am a woman and my husband was making love to me from behind and I fell asleep with him inside of me. He never stopped and I never woke back up. What would cause this? Because now my husband thinks he doesn't satisfy me anymore and my marriage is in jeopardy because of it. Well, the most likely thing that would cause this is exhaustion. So I guess my first question would be, what's going on in your life? Do you have young kids? Are you having late nights and early mornings? Do you have high stress, which is almost everyone right now? Um, all these, thing, these things and more can contribute to exhaustion. Uh, assuming it is exhaustion, sorry, husband, in a fight between exhaustion and sex, many people's brains and bodies will choose to deal with the exhaustion. And it's not because of anything you did wrong. And I'm afraid I'm not sure what else to say about that. Question number five is, after 17 years of marriage, my wife recently told me that she simply does not like physical contact of any kind. I'm very affectionate and I value that from my partner. I don't know if I've ignored this all these years or if she's accommodated me more in the past. My concern isn't only sexual. We go days without any physical contact and it bothers me. When she's described it to me, she said she didn't have affectionate parents and it affected her from a very young age. We both work and have busy lives and a child, but I'm at a place where this is very much in my head all the time. What do I do? All right. So both myself and the supporters on the forum uh, who weighed in on this felt that there was something else that must be going on. Uh, my first question would be, how old is the child? Uh, I know a lot of women, particularly with young, especially infant children, feel uh, touched out with their kids. Uh, they are touched so often by them that when you want to touch her, she's already at the breaking point of needing some alone time. So yeah, my first question is, uh, what stage of life are you in? How young is the child? What's the relationship with the child? Are they always in her lap, always touching her, always needing something? Um, is, is the child breastfeeding still? You know, those are all things that like contribute to a whole lot of touch, but it's just a phase of life if that's the phase that you're in. Um, if that's not where you are, then what else is going on in the marriage? My guess would be that the relationship is drifting and this is a symptom, not the underlying problem. And that's going to say, take some difficult uh, conversations and work possibly with a professional to dig through. That hopefully gives you somewhere to start, though. Question six is, when does a photograph become pornographic? All right, so the definition of pornography according to Google is printed or visual material containing the explicit description or display of sexual organs or activity intended to stimulate erotic rather than aesthetic or emotional feelings. And I think that's a pretty good definition. However, it's missing out um, on the consumer, for lack of a better word, of the subject in question. What is considered pornographic to some might not be to others. I mean, if you have someone who creates a video of two people having sex and then calls it art and says their only intent is aesthetic appreciation and to evoke an emotional response, well, that doesn't mean it's not erotic to others and therefore not pornography. On the other hand, in the Victorian era, they were putting covers on the legs of furniture because that was considered too erotic to be shown, which I think we'd all agree is a step too far. As well, the word pornography comes from the Greek word pornea, 
which we translate as sexual immorality. And this embeds the idea of there being an inappropriateness to the subject in question. So, for example, if my wife sent me a naked picture of herself, that wouldn't be pornographic because the subject matter is appropriate to the audience. But me taking that picture and then posting it on the internet with or without her consent would definitely be pornographic because now it's no longer appropriate. I think intentionally arousing someone who isn't your spouse is wrong. I think intentionally using someone other than your spouse to get aroused is wrong. So all that said, I'm not sure I can come up with a concise definition of pornography. Any rigorous one would have to have a lot of caveats. And I think this is what led uh, Justice Potter Stewart on the Supreme Court in the U.S. to simply say, I know it when I see it. And I'm not sure I can do better than that. But hopefully that gives you a bit of a framework to think about it. All right. And the last question, uh, some of my supporters weren't sure if this was just trolling or what, uh, but I try to answer everything. So we'll answer this one too. This question starts with, who is JD? What is this website? Why? What are your stances on pegging in Christianity? Most importantly, poop hole loophole. We would love JD to write something on that. And then four exclamation marks and a whole bunch of smiley faces. God first, period. So, like I said, we weren't really sure if this was a troll or what, but that happens fairly often when we're not sure. Uh, I still have a habit of answering, so why not? Who is JD? I am. Uh, it's not my real name. It's a pseudonym. Being anonymous helps me be more open and transparent about all the other things, and it protects me and my family. Uh, I have a post on pegging, which you can read. Uh, I'll link to it in the show notes. As for the crudely named poop hole loophole, for those who don't know, this is a reference to the belief that you can remain a virgin and thus quote-unquote pure while still engaging in anal sex. It's, of course, absurd. Purity is not dictated by the intactness of a hymen or even whether or not you've engaged in intercourse. Sexual purity is about respecting sex as a powerful thing and understanding that the only safe container for that powerful act is within a lifelong committed relationship, which is what we call marriage. And so engaging in anal sex, oral sex, manual sex um, violates that principle. So, no, it's not a loophole. It's just a bad idea made up by someone who is entirely too legalistic about sex outside of marriage and missed the entire point. This is why we focus on teaching biblical principles, because without them, you can still come up with some crazy ideas and call them quote-unquote holy, because quote, there's no Bible verse saying you can't, end quote. And yeah, those are all the questions we received last month. If you have a question of your own, you can ask it on our anonymous Have a Question page, which I'll link to. If you want to participate in discussing the questions as they come in, consider joining our forum, which is only for our supporters. There we discuss the questions as they come in, as well as anything else that any of our 93 supporters plus their spouses bring up in a safe, loving, unmoderated, and anonymous community. And that's it for now. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram if you want to be part of the giveaway or whatever else we do. See ya.